God, I would love to do a classic, actually, but I don't know if it would go down well with the rest of them. So. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living a Life Through Books, the podcast about everything bookish. I'm your host, Dr. Shanaz Ahmed, and today we continue to explore the world of book clubs and more. I'm talking with Sinober from London. She's a book lover, a former teacher, an avid reader, and she started a successful book club three years ago. If you were with us yesterday, you know that this conversation was split into two parts to keep the episodes a moderate length. This is part two, the final part, and here's Sinober. What are your thoughts on doing uh, classics for a book club? Well, actually, we haven't done any classics for a book club. We haven't done any at all because I guess, you know, at the same time, I think a lot of them have already been read by the members as well. Right. Um, we try and do books that majority haven't read because right. it's a fresh kind of look. You know, obviously, occasionally we've had a book or two where some one of the members has read it already. Mm-hmm. One or two. So then we, we ask them if, if it's okay, but to reread it and have it as a book club book but generally we try and do it so that no one's actually read the book so obviously the classics, oh wow yeah so the classics are then harder obviously because it's more likely right. people would have read it but I would love to do a classic actually but I don't know if it would go down well with the rest of them so <laughs> uh, I um uh, there's a book club that I follow on Instagram yeah and I think they just did Rebecca Oh, wow. Yes. Another favorite. Yeah. So they just did a whole Rebecca thing. And I was like, man, and some of them, the women there had not read Rebecca. And I was like, oh, what? Gosh. How is that possible? I'm like, come <laughs> on. It's like, yeah, it's a, yeah, I guess it's not as well known unless you're like being a, you know, avid book reader or a literature student. You may not have read Rebecca, actually. Right. So. I can actually that's one th- one I could suggest to the group actually it's giving me an idea there you go there you go <laughs> thank you no problem no problem <laughs> no you brought up an interesting part of mm-hmm. um that you don't pick books if someone else has read it yeah at least you ask the person who's read it yeah how do you manage that because a lot of times you pick a book and someone's already read it. Yeah. Like all these new books. I mean, obviously, well, American Dirt just came out. So the chance of someone's yeah. read it. Exactly. Is low. Mm-hmm. But for example, American Marriage. I know you guys just did it, right? Yes. We did it a few months ago. Yeah. Right. I read American Marriage, I think over a year ago. Okay. So that, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So if yeah. I was in a book club. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we do get that. We do obviously get that. And if that happens, you know, I'll ask them, look, is it okay if we reread it? And then we do uh, a discussion on that. And But if that person really doesn't want to reread it and doesn't want to do that, then we won't do it. Basically, it's as simple as that. But it's actually never been the case. Um, I think American Marriage, there was one member that had read it already out of the Mm -hmm. 22. But she said, actually, it's an amazing book, so let's do it. Right. So we were fine with it. Then there was, I think, White Tiger that we did about a couple of years ago right. as well. Um, I had already read that, and I think some couple of others had. But 
I said, actually, it's quite a provocative book. We can do a lot of discussion on it. So let's do it. I mean, I don't mind reading it again. So we did. Um, So we kind of, you know, find a way through it. Actually, I don't think there's actually been one that we've chosen and someone's written it and then they've said, no, I don't want to reread it kind of thing. So it's never really been an issue as such. Okay. We just did White Tiger. Yes. Last month. What did you think of it? Oh, my gosh, it was very disturbing for me. Yes, it is very disturbing, yeah. I mean, from my point of view, Mm. being from South India, and the author is from where I was born. Oh, really? Yeah, Arvind Adiga, he is from, he was born in Madras also. Okay, right. How does that make you feel, the fact that it was, like, so close to home, I guess, in that respect? Very, very, very close to home. It was just made me feel very uncomfortable because, you know, in India we have servants, we had a driver and very creepy stuff. And, and, and then we discussed this in the book club too, which Mm. is, I, um, I mean, which I have it recorded in the podcast, but part two of the podcast, I break it into two parts, right? Part two starts with me telling the story to the people there about how my aunt in India was kidnapped. Oh, wow. Like, for real. Wow. And, okay. you know, things worked out okay, and she okay. got her back, wow. you know, soon, all of that. Mm-hmm. But, and then I read White Tiger. So I'm talking to the group about, should I have, should I consider myself extremely lucky to be alive? In a lot of ways, it makes you think that, wait a minute, if, this is what the other side is potentially going at. Yeah. It made me feel very queasy, very uncomfortable. I didn't even, it made me question my humanity. Mm. I love the book. I mean, I'll, I'll be very honest. I loved the book. I mean, it's a very powerful book, but yeah, I think it well, is, a- it comes across as quite like, there's not much hope kind of thing. It's almost like, oh my God. Right. It makes you question, kind of, I guess, you know, especially because a lot of our group are from the Asian subcontinent as well. Correct. So obviously we can all kind of relate to aspects of it. And we were like, oh, my God, it is quite it's a horrible look into yourself as well sometimes. Right. It can be quite unnerving, you know, I think having to be that reflective about about the society that we live in and flourish in, I guess, in a way as well. What what was really interesting in our book club discussion is I from the Indian subcontinent and uh, the two other women who were with me, they're, I guess, Caucasian Americans. Yeah. So their perspective Mm. is so like, oh, my gosh, this is slavery. This is this. And I'm I'm like, oh, my gosh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I felt. I felt this small, like I was yeah. like, oh, my God, <laughs> especially in a book club when you're discussing it. I'm going, oh, my gosh, guys, you should just not friend me anymore. <laughs> I'm just a horrible person. Yeah. But that's the beauty of book club. And yes. um, I think it's just great to have a um, a diverse book club, too. Like Definitely. in my book club, when uh, the first book club, we discussed a book called with the fire on high, it's a young adult book, mm-hmm. and it was all right. I mean, I 
I thought the book was okay. But after the book club discussion, I was able to appreciate so many more elements yes. of the book of uh, a young uh, high school, unmarried mother mm. and, you know, black dealing with just basically getting out of school and oh. trying to follow her passions and all of that. And in that discussion, you had myself and then you had the two women who are Caucasian and then we had one uh, black woman too. Okay. So we had a diverse group and that's really, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. I mean, I think that's the amazing thing about book clubs actually, that you get so many different viewpoints and things that you've not even thought about. And it really opens up your eyes to what's going on around us, different kinds of people, you know, not necessarily who the kind of people that we would have come across generally mm -hmm. in our walks of life. And we're talking about those and understanding their lives and understanding, actually, there's a lot of similarity between that person as well, because at the end of the day, we're both women or we're both got kids or we're both, you know, had parents that have like had a go at us and told us what to do, you know, because that's what brings us together. It's the similarities, actually, at the end of the day. Right. Isn't it? So I guess, you know, that's that's the thing that I think you learn from the book clubs, hopefully everyone takes away from, actually. There's a, a lot more that brings us together than sets us apart. Right. So tell me what you don't like about book club. Oh, I don't think there's anything I don't like about the book club. <laughs> anything frustrating or <laughs> um I mean you know obviously it's hard sometimes when you're trying to organize dates and stuff you know mm -hmm. because what I try and do is that when we have the meeting I the previous meeting then mm -hmm. just before we're leaving I will actually decide the date of the next one whilst everyone is still there okay so because I know that if I leave that meeting and I try and do it on WhatsApp or text, not everyone will reply, not everyone will get back to me on the dates that they're available. So I think what I kind of learned after I think the first six months is that I have mm. to do it while it's there, fresh in everyone's mind, and everyone will then commit to it, and then they will turn up. So that's what I do, but I don't do it too much in advance. Like I'll just do it like, oh, just for the next one, this is when we're meeting because then people don't like to sort of do, do too many dates in advance because it's like, oh, well, I can't tell you three months in advance what I'm going to be doing, you know? So it's like, it's trying to get that balance of, okay, one month in advance is okay, but any more is like, no, don't ask me. Right. So Yeah. So it's, I guess it's the organization sometimes that can take a lot of time. Then, you know, getting people to respond, getting people to commit, but it's just having to be persistent sometimes and having to kind of constantly say to people, oh, please, can you confirm? Can you confirm? And I have to, I have to like keep texting. We have a WhatsApp group that you right. know, is on. And so I don't, I just, you know, I'll have to send reminders and get everyone like you haven't told the person who's hosting if you're going to be attending because we need numbers because obviously mm -hmm. the person has to host with food and so on and they need right. to know how many people are coming so I always encourage them to actually just confirm their attendance beforehand just so that you know the person who's hosting 
doesn't all of a sudden have a surprise of like 20 people when they're only thinking 10 are coming or something, you know, or right. you know, so it's just being like organized. So I guess that can be difficult at times and it can be frustrating when people don't respond because everyone's busy. And right. I get that. I get that. So, you know, I don't, I guess that's where the name commander in chief comes in as well. So <laughs> I have to live up to my name somewhere. Well, there you go. There you go. I'm looking up to you oh, to no. be the American commander in chief, but I'm okay. being American softy in chief, or I'm being too harsh and I'm losing people. So I'm kind of like, well, somewhere I got to keep at it. Keep at it. Yeah. I think you just got to keep at it. Don't get discouraged by like, you know, there's always some people that sometimes can't come and life does happen. So you've got to like. Right not take it personally and think, right, okay, they're not coming, they're not interested. They are coming, they are interested. It's just sometimes something happens and they can't do it. So carry on, keep inviting them, and I'm sure you'll do amazing. Right. Well, I think my gauge yeah. is have a – I send out a group email okay. every month-ish or maybe every two weeks. It just depends. Right. I'll be like, hey, guys – reminder this is what's coming up next mm. you know this is our next date this is our next book and yes. these are all reminders yes. if anything changes I'll send another email so there's a couple of people who were like well I can't make it mm. so my next question to them is do you still want to be on the email chain yeah and that's the that's the kicker and they're like oh yeah absolutely I want mm. to continue on the email chain because I may come yeah. in, sure. which is great. Yes. Which means they're still interested. They're just really busy. Yes. And then I've had one person who's like, uh, actually, no, just take me off the email chain too. Right. Which is good too, because then you yeah. know where you stand. Of course. Of course. Yeah. It's good eat both ways, you know, because I mean, I've had members, like there's been a couple of members that when we started they were fully committed and they were coming to the meetings and stuff and then obviously because we've been going for three years now you know their life has changed and they've you know taken on full-on jobs and stuff and they can't commit as much time so they haven't been coming for quite a while consistently right so I have suggested to those members that maybe want to come off the whatsapp chat because obviously you know if the notifications are coming every time we're like putting anything on there but they were like adamant that no no no, we still want to stay on it because just in case we can come to one of them or we can make it at some point and we still want to know which books are being read because then we might want to read the books too so I was like okay so we've kept them on there even though some of them haven't been coming for a while Mm -hmm. you know so I think well okay fine you know if they still their intention is to maybe at some point come, then that's good enough for me. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 But we've carried on taking new members. Oh, obviously now we've capped it, but yeah. <laughs> Have so. you ever considered um, expanding? Uh, what I mean by expanding mm-hmm. is doing maybe two book clubs a month as opposed to just one because you're doing so with well groups with two different groups you mean oh even with the same group or maybe branching it into oh let's do a fantasy book club you know and this is just all fantasy books and yeah then this I mean, one. you could do 
But to be honest, you know, I really don't have time to be doing two book clubs. Uh, <laughs> That's the crux of it, really, because, you know, as, as I said, you know, that means I have to do double the work as well. And, you know, I sort of take my thing quite seriously. So, you know, as I said, I sit down and I write the questions and I reread the book. And mm-hmm. so it becomes like I have to give it an extra day of my life out of that, you know, and obviously the day of the book club as well. So that would mean like two or three days of the month where I have to give it completely full, full book club days. So, and it's, that's hard, really. Right. Yeah. So what would your advice be to someone who is looking into starting a book club? So someone who's just, who's listening to this podcast and wants to know how to start a book club. Yeah, I would say go for it. If you want to start a book club, then you should just look at look around at the people that you know, people that you work with and think, OK, yeah, maybe this person would be interested. Like, would they enjoy being part of it as well? And just contact them and let them tell them that, look, I'm thinking of starting it up. What do you think? And even if you start off with just three or four, it's somewhere and then it will carry on and you'll get more and more people interested because actually I think book clubs are an amazing way to get to know people as well so you should just do it and you know I never thought it would get to like 20 odd people when I started it it was literally I thought okay we're just going to stay with these eight people or whatever it was and I didn't think anyone else would be interested in joining apart from those eight people I really didn't think and then friends of friends and said oh my god yes we want to join it's like, okay and so you know more and more people started coming and you know we're where we are at now so and everyone really loves it and it's like it's a really lovely community you're creating this sisterhood I think which is amazing and we all need that support and you know it's helped a lot of the the group members through you know difficult times in their lives just having that group there to talk to that friendship companionship I think as well so it's great I think if you're thinking about it you've got to do it don't just think about it just do it that's very 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 beautiful if I'm ever in London Mm. at the time of your book club definitely definitely definitely. you definitely are invited anytime yeah, I'm just, I'm going to crash whether I'm invited or not. I'm just telling you, I'm just coming. <laughs> okay, fine. Just come, just come. That's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. So I'm going to be like, hey, I'm in London. Can you kind of switch your book club dates? <laughs> well, you know, another interesting thing that we do in our book club, which is slightly different to mm-hmm. a lot of other book clubs, I don't know if we spoke about it, was that sometimes I try and get authors to Skype in as well with oh, a, like a, a question and answer session as well so we've had I mean we've not done it recently because I've just been very busy but Mm -hmm. um we have had quite a few authors that we've skyped in with like the lady I was talking to about Mamda Valderrama she we she skyped in from California and then we spoke to her about the book then there was this book called Victorian Abdul basically it's a book about Queen Victoria I've heard of it yes yeah it was made into a movie yes Right. Um, you may have heard of the movie as well. Um, but it's basically it's written by Shabana Basu, Basu and she's a historian and she wrote this book. It's actually based on actual events 
And it's okay. the friendship between Queen Victoria and this friendship she had with this Indian servant that had come from India. Uh-huh. And he became a really firm friend of hers. And she confided in him. She asked advice about things. He taught her Hindi. So she was absolutely fluent in Hindi. Hindi. But, you know, for the, they were friends for 10 years and she was completely fluent by the end. And then she was teaching him English and she, he taught her how to cook curry. So she introduced curry into the into the palace as well. So it's an amazing book because it's all based on true facts. So we actually had a, you know, sort of a, a Skype kind of interview with her as well, which was really good. Ah. So actually, you know, so I do try and sort of try and get the authors in for some kind of question answering because I feel it kind of adds a different dimension Mm -hmm. to the discussion as well. And, you know, a lot of people say, but then you can't say what you want. You can't talk what you want, you know, if the author's there. However, you know, what, what I try and do is then first we'll have the discussion without the author there because if they're Skyping in. So we, we I'll arrange a time so it's after our discussion time. So I give ourselves like one and a half, two hours, whatever it is for the discussion. Um, and then I'll say to them, right, at this time I'll Skype you in. So we've had our say, we've just, you know, had our discussion, we've give our opinions, honest opinions, whatever they may be about the book and the story. And then we'll like Skype in the author about, you know, what inspired them and if we have any questions and it sort of just makes it a bit more real, a little bit different as well. Okay. I um, had an author, she just, a new author, she wrote a book Mm. called The Association. It's a um, small town murder mystery. Okay. Thriller. It's, It's a cute book. And uh, she sent copies to our members. Okay. And uh, she is actually driving. She's she lives about ten hours from me. Oh wow! And she's retired, but she and her husband are going to drive mm. to my home to attend our book club. Oh wow! That's a, that's cool. So oh. the fact you tell me about oh have the discussion first. Mm. And then, yes, because you know, in for a Q and A, then we yeah. can be exactly because at the end of the day, you you don't really want to say, oh, I didn't like your book when that person has driven 10, 10 hours to get to right. You. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But I'm sure you know the book is really great, but just in case, you know, if someone needs to say that, they can say it in that safe environment where. Right, what they want, and then you can bring them in to like say, okay, this is the questions I had. What made you write about this character? Who was the inspiration for that, or whatever you need to ask? How do you contact the authors? Do you get get them on Instagram or yeah, social media? Just social media? media? Yeah, social media. I think nowadays it's so much easier to get hold of people. Really, it's not so much like, oh my god. How are you going to get hold of these celebrities or these famous people? It's it's not. It is a lot more easier to contact them, isn't it? So, okay. Maybe I should try to get a hold of uh, Lisa Wingate. Yeah. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? She just says no. Exactly. I mean, that's my theory. That's, you know, people ask me, oh, my God, how did you contact these people? And I'm like, yeah, but the worst they can say is no. And then you're like, okay, fine. But you still have the discussion. You just don't have the Skype bit, which is fine. 
but it just adds that extra kind of you know and dimension to it and the members get really excited because they like to take the picture with the the famous person you know in the background or something you know or say typed in with this person you know and it just adds that extra excitement to the whole meeting really right right no that that sounds uh that's a great idea I never considered um contacting these authors yeah I was just yeah, it's different, but, you know, I don't do it all the time. I do it sometimes. But, yeah, it's it's definitely worth doing and trying. Okay, very, very good. Is there anything else you want to discuss? Is there something like where you're like, I wish you'd asked me this question, and she hasn't asked me this question yet? Anything you want to talk about? Um, what, some of the books that didn't work, I could yes. tell you about those because I don't know if we've discussed that. So I just made a list of some of them just before I was um, there was yes. one book. actually there was one book there's a couple of books actually that didn't work so well did not work or did yeah, work didn't work okay we thought they would work but they didn't work okay um so one was one was uh, the ministry of utmost happiness okay um, you must have heard about it there by Anurad Roy you know she's the author of the god of god of small things right okay um, and obviously, you know, she's written the first her first book like 20 years ago or whatever. And that was an amazing book. Most of the members had read that. So we were really excited to be reading this other book. That's okay. Come out. Really pumped, really excited, looking forward to it. However, it's I don't know if you guys have read it, but it was. No, quite, we have not. Yeah, it was quite disappointing because it was a very thick book and it was very political. It was a lot of lot of political viewpoints in there. It was very bogged down with the politics of it. Okay. And not much else, basically. It was all, you know, it was a little bit exhausting read and it was quite hopeless kind of read as well. It's all about the India and the political situation there and in Kashmir and, you know. Right. The, the whole uh. prejudices against everything and everyone there. Or, you know, it was like, it was a bit too much and a bit too heavy. So... We were a little bit disappointed with that because it didn't live up to our expectations because we were expecting a lot more from it, I guess, considering okay. her previous book. Um, and the other one that we didn't do so well in was that this book called The First 15 Lives of Harry August. Okay. That The premise of the book was really interesting because the premise of the book was the story was basically about um, self-determination and basically free will. So it's about reliving your life mm-hmm. um, from the same moment again and again. So it's about this man who lives his life and then he dies, but he dies and then he comes alive again. But he comes alive at that point that he died as himself. Okay. As himself, but he knows what's already happened, kind of thing. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And it's just, it's a really interesting concept, as in, like, can, you know, can we do anything to change our destiny, kind of thing? Right. It's a really interesting concept, you know. Um, but actually, you know, it was very repetitive because he was going on and he was dying, he's living and he's dying, but the character was just. He wasn't very interesting, the main character, Harry August. Huh. He, 
you know, the author could have made a lot more of this actual story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of scientific jargon in that as well, which the members just didn't like because we're like, none of us were really scientists and it was just going above our heads thinking. Right. Right. You know, a lot of quantum physics and all of that. You know. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Okay. Yeah. Got so it. We were like, no, no, no. It was just, it went on for too long. So, unfortunately, you know, premise was good, but it just wasn't executed as well as it could have, unfortunately. Right. So, so, I guess those were two books that sort of stand out, you know, just two out of all like 30, which is pretty right. good going, I think, you know. Books that stood out for amazing. Other than the one that I know you talked about the organ transplant one, yes. the, the girl in traffic. But yes. Yeah. Another good book that really stood out was Homegoing. I think. <gasps> you, oh, you yes. That, book. that was yes. amazing. I think, you know, that was one of the, you know, when you get a unanimous kind of everyone liked the book kind of in the group, you know. So disturbing, but yeah. so. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Exactly. I mean, there's a bit in that story, in that book. I think one of the characters says, "Did you feel the book inside you?" And that's what I felt. The book was inside me, you know, because you read right. it, you like completely in there with them in that moment, you know, right. so raw, you know. And each of the characters was so kind of like powerful. So oh. I think that one has really stood out. Also, mm-hmm. another book is um. Gentleman in, in Moscow. I haven't That's read really it's on book. my list to read. You've got to and... read that. Really, okay. really good book. Really good book. I mean, it's it's a slow read as in, you know, it's basically about this man who's stuck in a hotel in Moscow on house arrest. And he doesn't go anywhere. He doesn't leave that hotel, basically. I'm not going to tell you the rest of the story because okay. you're going to read it. But you just fall in love with him, basically, the character, mm-hmm. the main character. He's amazing, a re- the really resilience. He's just, you know, what he goes through and how he stays positive in respect of everything. And it gives you a lot of lessons in life, I think, you know, just looking at him and how he deals and how he appreciates the little, little things in life that, you know, often, you know, we actually don't, we take for granted. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, I think that book, it sort of teaches you a lot just about humanity and just being happy in the moment, just being happy with the little things in life and not lo- always looking for the greater things. And right. so it has a beautiful message, I think, that book, So, which is what I really loved about it. But not everyone in the group really liked that book so okay. it was a varied kind of but we had more positives for that book than negatives which is why I, I would say overly it was positive so good deal good deal yeah. <laughs> okay what are your top uh, five books all time oh not top, book club but just time. for your yes, life general. all time oh, okay oh gosh Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I mean, at the moment, because it's so fresh in my mind, I would say Born a Crime, because I'm just, okay. you know, just in love with that book right now. Um, also, you know, as I said, I just love Jane Austen. So probably one of hers, probably I'd say Persuasion, if I have, if you had to, you know, make me okay. choose, I would probably say that. Um, Jane Eyre, probably as well. Also, I would say... Eleanor Oliphant is perfectly fine. That's another okay. one that's mm-hmm. sort of really touching as well. But, you know, dealing with a very important issue as well. So, um, yeah, so how many is that? Four, five? I don't even know how many I've chosen. 
<laughs> chosen Eleanor Oliphant, Persuasion, um, Born a Crime, Jane Eyre. You have one more, I think. One more. Um, oh, The Kite Runner. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Yes. Okay. <laughs> because I just saw it in my bookshelf. That's why. You're like, <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking. You're like, there it is. There it is. I'm reading <laughs> there, there, there. Screaming out at me. <laughs> Saying, how could you forget me? I'm here. Right. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That was a whew, good book. Good book. Yeah. So yeah. I just wanted to say thank you so much for coming oh, on my no. podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. It was great talking. And that's it for our conversation with Sonobar. Wasn't it fun? Join us tomorrow for my recorded book club session. We discussed the book American Dirt, so you do not want to miss this one. Before I completely sign off, I do have a request for you all. Do you know someone who would love to listen to this podcast? Please tell one other person about this podcast. It's my listeners and their support that keeps me encouraged and motivated. So thank you for spreading the word. The starting and ending music to this and all my previous episodes was composed by my husband, Brad Slavic. And that's it for this time. I'm Dr. Shanaz Ahmed with Living a Life Through Books, signing off. Remember to water the seeds within you. It's time. <laughs>